All right, welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a big moment, I think, for a lot of people who were here when WIP first really became a part of the culture of sports fans of this town because he was one of the first people that left the Inquirer to come here and became almost an immediate hit working in the afternoons and with Steve Fredericks and then later with Howard Eskett. And he is no longer in radio, but it sounds like he's too busy to do radio. It is a great honor to have on our show today, former star of WIP and other stations, but I'm not mentioning them, Mr. Mike Missanelli. Hi, Mike. How are you today? Uh, um, am I in the twilight zone here? Uh, come I'm on, a, Mike. A, it's been 20 years since my voice has been on this uh, station. 20 years since we heard Mike Missanelli's <laughs> voice. But, Mike, how were those 10 or so years you did here? Did you love it? Oh, well, listen, uh, we, we told stories. So I had you on the podcast telling the stories that the early days and how the station evolved. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing story, really. It, it, you know, we, we all jumped into it, and you went first, and, and we all jumped into it, and, and we made a, a pretty good success out of it. Uh, none of us expecting, I don't think, that we were going to be that successful. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, somebody was sending out a picture of an old lineup, and uh, we had guys like Chuck Cooperstein in there. Oh, and, yeah. You know, remember those days when, uh, and the station just, we had a, a really good flow back then. And uh, I think people really j- jumped on it. Right, but, Mike, can we admit the truth now? None of us had any idea what we were doing when we first came here. Am I right? You did. No, I, I, I did not. I faked it for a long well, time. You, you, you faked it pretty well because you went from, I mean, I mean, here's the thing about you is that uh, you know, I used to watch you as a journalist at the Inquirer, and you're a serious guy. I mean, it's just a serious get-the-story type of guy. And then you clicked the switch and became a personality within a day and, and, and went to radio, and it's just like this whole different Angelo came out. And you learned right away what you needed to do. You, you showed a personality, and you, you created a kind of a blueprint on, on how to do it. And then we all followed it. All right, but Mike, here's the real truth. You had a way-back fallback than I did because you had the writing, which you were great at, and you had a law degree. You were a lawyer. You could have done that. Was this more fun than that other stuff? Is that why you liked it? I took a shot at it. Uh, I really did. The Inquirer, I stayed. Uh, I got the law degree when I was still working at the Inquirer, and I was ready to leave the Inquirer. They offered me the college basketball beat. The first time it was in Hawaii. Oh. And so I go, I, I, I'm going to cover the Maui Classic. So I was here, I, I would put it on hold for a year, and then I really started to like it because, listen, newspapers back then, had a budget, and we were flying all around to do stories, and it didn't feel like work, and all these guys I went to law school with were miserable. And, and then it came to the end where it started to get old because a bad editor came in, if you remember. Oh, he killed and, it. <laughs> so we all – and we were doing these little hits on uh, WIP, and uh, they were always frowning on it. Like, the in-car fought us because they were the ivory tower, and uh, they, they looked at sports radio like it was so beneath them. Uh, so we always got that, and it, and it just got to like to the point where newspapers kind of got old. And uh, what you jumped, what we all noticed it, and then out of the blue, I guess that's going to left to go somewhere. And out of the blue, they offered me the evening uh, drive spot with Steve Fredericks. I had been doing weekends with Stan Hockman, not thinking it would ever turn into a full time job. And at, just out of the blue, they did, and they were, pay- they were paying more money in the Enquirer. So yeah, uh, I, that's all I, it was, I, Mike. That's yeah, all. I, I came here for twenty grand more. That's all it was. <laughs> yes, but it was twenty grand more was like significant to us. So we were you know slaving this newspaper guy making like fifty thousand dollars or whatever it was at the time, 
And I said, you know, what do I have to lose? He offered me a one-year contract to work with Steve Frederick to do evening drive. I said, if it doesn't work out, I, I can practice law or whatever I, I was going to do. And I took a shot, and, and it worked. All right, but people should know, Steve Fredericks was one of the true building blocks. He was one of the first that ever did it. He and Howard were the first two. What was that like, Mike, to go in there? You're in drive time with very little experience working with an icon. What was it like working with Steve? Uh, that's a really good question because I didn't know how it was going to work. Steve uh, obviously had nine lives, right? And this yep. was kind of like the ninth life that, that he was on. And uh, at first, he he was the bombastic Steve who had he was used to being that guy, and then I think he realized that um, that I was the wise ass, and that he <laughs> would be better off playing to me, and he figured that out right away because he was a radio pro, and and then at, from that point on, he 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 like became the back back guy. He was the straight man to me, and, and uh, I think that's what worked about it because he he allowed me to mess mess with him a lot. Without without getting yeah. angry, Michael. He knew. No, he yeah, knew. Rhea. He knew entertainment. Uh, the Rhea was one I of was your, your producers, producer, yeah. right, Mike? Yes, Rhea was one of the first producers we ever had. And, and Joe Wachter, he was one. And, and, right. And, and, you know, she could tell you a million stories about oh. about Steve. But here's the thing about Steve that was most entertaining to me: during the commercials, he would tell me a story out of the blue because he had such a full life. I mean, he was all over the, the place with radio in Boston and this and that. And, he, of course, he had the problem, the drug problems, and, and there were all these kind of stories. And I remember one, like, during the commercial, I would muse. I had a newspaper. Remember newspapers? I, I used to look at stories in the newspaper, and I saw this story about Fred Grandy, who was gopher on the love boat. Yeah, I know him. Yeah. What about right, him? So he, he was running for governor of Iowa or senator of Iowa, something like that. Look at this. Gopher is running for political office. Steve blurts out, yeah, I used to do drugs with that guy. <laughs> what? Go, no way! I go, what? What? <laughs> he, he goes, he goes, yeah, we were all members of an acting troupe in Boston, and uh, we used to go out in this boat in the Boston Harbor, and uh, you know, he'd be dropping acid, and by the end of the day, his face would be by the propeller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, he was... Oh. I go, and these were stories that would come out like almost every commercial in his life. And then he, he adds this to it. He goes, yeah, that's when I was dating Jane Curtin. Oh, he I dated yes. Jane <laughs> Curtin from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and these stories would blow me away. And he would tell them like, like naturally, you know, like, and he, you know, he was, I miss him a lot, man. He was uh, he, he was, was great. great. All right, so I, I can't ignore this part of your WIP history. After you and Steve were broken up for whatever reason, you ended up with Howard Eskin, the other icon building block of sports talk in Philadelphia. First of all, were you in favor of that when they told you? Well, no, because they had <laughs> like, Steve and I were a team. Yeah, so they. Uh, I Eskin came back to radio from doing TV, and uh, they thought that putting us together would be a good show. But they kind of like threw Steve out the door, and uh-huh. um, they gave him like night hours or whatever. So I wasn't in favor of it, and I didn't think it would work, <laughs> but uh, because we were just you know we were like uh, to me our chemistry wasn't good. I, I, like Howard is what he is, but what he isn't is a team guy. So to do a show with a guy like that was really difficult when he wouldn't play along as a team. 
You know how that works. You guys have the ultimate team. Well, it, it is much so, harder that way. Uh, I, you know, he is. I, I have said that publicly, and he's gotten angry about it because he has. I will say this, Mike. He has become more one now than he ever was in those early years. But you still had a very successful show with him, didn't you? Um, it was. Yeah, we went on for three years. A lot of people liked it. Uh, some people didn't. I, 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 I literally wanted to kill him every day. Really? <laughs> Mike, do you yeah. know what we found amusing, those of us who were producers? You guys sitting in the parking lot in your cars and seeing which one was going to come into the studio first. <laughs> no. That, <laughs> oh, that isn't true. I, 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 oh, he would never come into the studio first. No, that, that was true. In, <laughs> he would come in within 10 seconds of the show yes. being started yes. saying, what went on today? And, and I, <laughs> so, you know, it was, uh, it was stressful. For me, because I'm an A-type personality, wants to do the right thing, and he's an A-type of personality, and we clashed. All right, Mike, I, the big thing is people know you left. There was an altercation with the producer, et cetera, et cetera. Looking back now, because you ended up having a terrific career at the other station also, do you have regrets? Do you, you ever look back and went, well, Cataldi stayed there the whole time, Macnow stayed there the whole time, uh, Morganti stayed there the whole time. Do you ever say to yourself, you know, maybe that should have played out differently and I should have kept just that WIP my whole career? Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it, like the first time I left was because of uh, I took the WMMR morning show job with, yes, with, that's with right. Joe. And, uh, Conklin. I, you know, I thought that was good, like a different uh, avenue to go down. I was kind of excited to go into a different channel of, of, of radio. And then second time came back, yeah, the altercation I regret. I mean, I, I, w- I wish I would have. I wish I would have been a little calmer in that particular situation, but you know, I, I have two strikes against me. I'm, I'm Sicilian and, and I'm a Scorpio, and that's bad oh. DNA, and, uh. it, and it mixes. All right. Well, in your career, and what a great career. I don't know if you'll resume it or not. What are you proudest of, Mike? What do, what do you really feel good about in all the years you're in radio in this city? Yeah, I think I, I was proud, most proud of, of uh, asking the right question to people. Like, I wasn't afraid to yep. uh, uh, offend people. I, I think that's our newspaper training, our newspaper background, where you, you, you can't be afraid to ask a question if, if you think a guy's going to get angry about the question. You have to ask the question on what the people are listening for. And, uh, and in a way, you're, you're an advocate for the fan. Uh, and so I always thought, like, uh, I'm going to make enemies because uh, I'm going to treat some people harshly but the question the harsh question needed to be asked to people and uh, so i think like the honesty that comes forth out of that in the long run i think people appreciate more than than the pandering to people you were fantastic at that mike mike um you've been out of it a while now four or five months i guess we had to wait three months for the non-compete to end uh do you miss it what what do you feel now not having it you know, I'll tell you where I missed it during the Phillies run, the everyday the everyday reaction that you get from fans. So I'm doing podcasts now, which you don't get that immediate reaction. So, like, that by-play was always what was good about what we did in Sports Talk Radio. And uh, so I missed that part of it definitely during the Philly season. And uh, I, I assume we we're going to come down the stretch if they get to the Super Bowl. I'll miss that interaction with that. Mm. So, yeah, I, I, I do miss it. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's weird the way the whole thing worked out. It was you know, I didn't expect it to work out that way, but, but it right. did. And so I've tried to now reinvent myself with other things. Well, here's the thing, Mike. The, that podcast, I've done a bunch of them. 
that got more reaction than all the others I've done put together. So I know you're... The one I had with you. Yeah, yeah you're killing you. it. You're killing it with the podcast. But you got... Hold on a minute. I guess you have a winery you're involved in now? Is that yeah. true? Yes. I, it was always a goal of mine to, to own a boutique winery. And I, I looked in Virginia and because uh, that's where I really wanted to go. Uh, and then this, this winery in uh, Cape May Courthouse, New Jersey, named Sally Vineyards, I was looking at that one. It was for sale a few years ago, and I just couldn't get it together at that particular time. So another guy bought it. Now the blue, I emailed him, and I said, listen, I was looking at this winery. I'd really like to be involved. If you're interested in taking on a partner, uh, I, I would love to be involved. And, and he did some research on me, and then he knew that I kind of had a name in this area. So uh, he thought it would be a good partnership. So, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm, Wait I'm, a minute. I'm not <laughs> done. You have a children's book out? <laughs> Uh, yes, I have a children's book out. I have a book signing this Saturday. Where's that? Uh, I, it's at the Chamonix Mall at Barnes & Noble from 2 to 4. It's called The Adventures of Shima the Sheba. I have a Sheba Inu dog. Yeah. And um, raising that dog was a nightmare. <laughs> uh, it's an untrainable dog. So I had an idea to write a children's book where you, you know, like almost like a child do, doing things wrong and learning from mistakes and things like that. And I just put the dog in that in that situation where she was an incorrigible and uh uh so i put my head in the dog's head these shiba inus oh. look like they have thoughts like they have human thoughts so i matched my human thoughts with the dog's human thoughts and i the dog narrates the book but it's really my head that's narrating it well mike i gotta be honest. i looked this up right don't take this the wrong way shima looks a little bit like asking <laughs> Stop it. Come on. No, right around the eyes. You look around the <laughs> eyes and the fur. It looks a little. <laughs> Mike, all I could say, Mike, it's so great to have your voice back at WIP. Uh, would you ever consider returning to radio? Or is it is that a part of your chapter that's over? No, my, my ears are always open for. Uh, you like when this ended at the other station, I came back. I didn't expect that I was going to do anything. And all of a sudden, I got a couple calls to do some, some things. So. You know, I'm I'm not ready for the grave. Wow. Um, you know, I could uh, uh, I, I I think I would uh, you know pers- listen to any opportunity if it was if it was palatable. So you know that's that's where I stay in that. But I, you know, I'm happy right now with the pace. Right. I'm just uh, I'm working with all these uh, old Inquirer guys. One thing you should know about us from the beginning: when there's money involved, we're always listening. <laughs> yeah. No, no, here's the here's the beauty of you, Angela. Like, I'm listening to Ruben yeah. and. You've turned Ruben into a personality. Ruben is a... Oh, don't get started, because Ruben, he's not... You guys didn't have the best relationship. I'm not relationship. much of a personality. You know that, <laughs> Really, he, he's like... He's, he, he's like evolved into this you know, radio guy now. And, and I, I look at his Twitter, yeah. and, um, you know, we, we only had one shouting match. He was yelling at me on the field once. Oh, okay. That, that, that's for Missinelli. One, amazing. One's on the one. That's an under. Mike. It, it was one clash where you were yelling at me on the field, and I was yelling back at you. <laughs> Mike, we love you. We love hearing you on WIP again. Thank you so much for doing this today. It's been fun having these conversations with you. And uh, I don't have to wish you success. I know you'll have it in whatever you do. Thank you, Angelo, it's been a delight to be back uh, on WIP. I really appreciate it. Thanks for doing my podcast. The, the, the reaction that we got on that podcast is just pretty amazing. So people crazy. wanted to hear the other side of Angelo as well. Well, Mike, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope we'll talk again soon.